Welcome to Simply Happy, a show helping you learn more empowered living through mental, emotional, and energetic mastery. I'm Olivia Ryman, an author, empowerment coach, and your hostess with the mostest. As someone who's overcome bipolar, anxiety, depression, and more, I'm a firm believer that you have the power to not let any circumstance hold you back. It's my mission to help you take ownership of your life from the inside out. So let's chat about some tips that have helped transform my life and many others, because life doesn't need to look perfect to be happy. Hey there, what's up? It's your guide Olivia and thanks for joining me for this episode of Simply Happy. Don't forget that if you enjoy this episode, my self-help books, Patreon community slash bonus content, and metaphysical services are all available at www.simplyolly.com. That's O-L-I, Ollie. The link is in the show notes. Hello, friend, and welcome to another episode. In this one, we are chatting about how to cultivate slash teach empathy. Ooh, baby. Empathy. (laughs) What is empathy? I don't have a definition and I don't feel like looking one up. Um, Basically, it's getting in someone else's shoes, right? It's understanding more deeply maybe a person's experience or how they're feeling or the you know, situation they're in or their life or any, any of those things, right? It really is just getting in someone else's shoes and being able to really kind of, I mean, maybe not fully, but to act from that place, um, you know, to do that in a way that fosters understanding, um, support, you know, those kinds of things, right? There are plenty of people that are just very naturally empathetic. Um, There are people that have learned to be empathetic. (laughs) There are people that, you know, really lack empathy entirely Um, or are still, you know, in the process of kind of learning to empathize. And I bring this up because, you know, this is a conversation I have with many people. Um, I am a... I would say I'm a fairly (laughs) empathetic person. It's just something that I think comes to me naturally. Um, And it's probably something that I learned as well, um, having to, you know, I I grew up (laughs) in not the most stable household (laughs) or of life experiences. And so, you know, having to learn how to read people's emotions is probably something that I did have to do when I was younger. So I'm going to I am going to lay that out there. Um, But also, you know, it it feels like something that I do very intuitively. Like I can read people fairly well, even if I'm not able to see their face or I don't know their whole story. It's something that I do feel is just a gift that I've experienced um, or experienced. I thought I have whatever (laughs) you get what I'm saying. But it but it is basically getting in someone else's shoes. It is that expression is that phrase to a T. Whoever came up with that, brilliant, because it's spot on. It really is spot on. Um, And so, you know, this is something that I do think there are many people that are having to learn how to empathize um, better, you know, with other people. Um, And also, this is something that as for for my peeps out there who are parents, uh, like myself, you know, it is something that, um, I mean, at least I really do work to teach uh, my kids as I, I really 
and it's still something I'm teaching them. We're not, we're, we're not done. I got a five and an eight year old. We're just getting started. Um, but it is something I, I do try to help keep in their awareness is, you know, how we can empathize with other people and really teaching them through that kind of lens. Um, Rather than just punishing them or teaching right or wrong, it really is, I come at it from an angle where it's very experiential and I do kind of lay it out from an empathy perspective, Um, really to help facilitate understanding with my kids and not just telling them what they should and shouldn't do, can or cannot do, but really trying to help them understand why they might want to make a different choice or why, you know, the they did something and a certain result ensued, um, that kind of stuff. I, you know, really try to build that understanding. And I have had that conversation of, um, sorry, my foot, I'm getting a Charlie horse. <laughs> my foot's cramping up. Um, I have had that conversation with other people, um, as far as, you know, how they, how they frame things, how they're teaching their kids and and things like that. We've had those conversations. So how do we do it? Right. Because I think it can be a little daunting of just like, you kind of are just like, well, you should just know how somebody feels, or you should just be able to read faces and, and know somebody's emotion, which is horrifically incorrect. It might give us some guessing clues, but different cultures, um, express in different ways and different body types and all the things. So to think that we can just know how somebody's feeling or what they're thinking based off of um, body language and facial expressions is oh, just intensely disproven that that's a thing you can do. Um, <laughs> again, it can give us clues to theorize, but it can't give us solid data that is foolproof. So I do want to, I'm going to put that out there right now. Um, so with empathy, you know, how, how do we do that, right? How do we empathize with people if those are the types of things, if we maybe don't have the experience or we're trying to get, just get better at it. I don't know what, I don't know what your reason is. Um, maybe teaching kids who, who knows? Anyway, we're gonna talk about it. My, (laughs) My go-to way of empathizing typically is role reversal. Whoa, whoa, just tripped over my own mouth. Role reversal. Say that five times fast. I'm not gonna because I know I'll stumble before I reach the finish line. Um, But role reversal. That is my go-to way to um, empathize. You know, if somebody's sharing their experience with me or how they are feeling, rather than thinking I know best, or that I have their answer, or anything like that, I will often, again, put myself in their shoes, um, and go, okay, well, if I was experiencing that, how would I feel? Now, given everybody is different, so, you know what, I was going to save this for a little bit, but maybe we'll just say it up front, because I think it's important. When we're empathizing, when we're doing these kinds of practices like role reversal, like putting ourselves in somebody else's shoes, we have to have a very clear understanding that what we are working with is speculation, not assumption. 
So we cannot empathize in a way where we say, oh, I know exactly how you're feeling. No, you don't. You are guessing how that person might be feeling. You are speculating. If you assume, then you are making sweeping judgments and, and sweep. you're filling so many gaps because you don't know that person's life. You don't know that person's responses. You don't know that person's beliefs. Even if you know a person very well, you can never fully know. So we want to speculate because that's what empathy really boils down to is going, mm, I see how you can feel that way or how you might feel that way. Mm, I can see how they would have done that in that situation. Mm, I can, I can, I can kind of grasp that. I can understand that. Right. And it's coming from a place of speculation, not like knowing, fully knowing. So please keep that in mind because that can get you on dicey ground um, when somebody's telling you how they're feeling or is sharing something with you and you go, oh, I know exactly how you feel. No, you don't because you're not that person. So be mindful of that. And I mean that in the most loving way, um, but just that is something to be really mindful of because it can it can really be too forward. And that's not the goal with empathizing. Empathizing is is meeting people where they're at and putting yourself in a position where you are open enough to hear them and, and support them. Um, it does not mean that we have to, if somebody is depressed, that we have to drop ourselves to the level of depression to, uh, you know, grasp how they're feeling. Again, that is where we come in with speculation. Um, so we don't lose ourselves in somebody else's experience or emotions. We have to just simply speculate and, you know, be able to offer uh, support from that place. Um, and just, yeah, anyway, goodness, I could, I could forever, I could keep going. Um, but role reversal. So, whew, I'm out of breath, I'm tired. <laughs> um, putting ourselves in somebody else's shoe, putting basically role playing what it would be like if we had experienced that. And if you know that person to a degree, you know, taking the certain factors into account to the best of your ability. I will just lay it out flat, right? I'm white. I could put myself in somebody else's shoes and, you know, speculate how that might affect another person or not how that might, oh goodness, I lost myself. Um, I could speculate what they might be experiencing, also taking into consideration that that, uh, that the person I'm talking to is a person of color. I will never fully understand it, right? But I can speculate and I'm going to take certain factors into account because if I just put myself in my body, in that experience, it would be different than theirs. So when we're empathizing, we're just kind of putting ourselves in that position with taking into account, you know, other person's factors, whether, I mean, it depends on, of course, what is relevant, right? Like if somebody just got assaulted by another person and they have a background where they have had trauma from assault, take that into consideration, 
when you empathize with a person rather than just going, oh, that person just came out of nowhere. That's crazy that that happened to you. You know, that doesn't feel like empathizing. And again, it's only for what you can know. It's only, it's only what information is available to you. We'll never know anybody fully. I don't feel like I'm doing a great job right now <laughs> explaining all of this. Hopefully it's helping. Hopefully I'm getting some kinds of points across. Um, it's a big topic, right? So I'll, how about this? I'll, I'll whittle it down. <laughs> when I'm teaching my kids empathy, right? When I'm, when I'm actually teaching it to them and this is different, of course, because I'm dealing with like more specific subject matter because they're in an experience, right? So let's say one of my kiddos pinches the other kiddo. That kiddo cries and says, I don't want you to be my sister anymore, <laughs> right? Um, let's say the older one does it to the younger one. I'm just making the situation up. So effectively what I do in that situation, and this, oh, this might be not be a good example. <laughs> this is different because they're kids. <sighs> For this situation, I would sit down with my older one and I would say, hey, like if you were her and she pinched you, <laughs> how would that make you feel? And she's like, I don't know, probably not good, right? And so that might be a situation where I would ask her, have you ever been pinched before? And she'll go, no, nobody's ever pinched me before. And I will tell her, okay, I'm going to pinch you on the leg. I'm, I'm giving you the heads up. I'm going to pinch you so you can understand what that feels like. So this one's different in the fact that there's like some physical element happening. So maybe this wasn't the best example, but this is something I have done with my kids where I won't just like spank them or hit them or yell at them. Like I'll, I really try to cultivate an understanding. So I would give the heads up, you know, I would give the heads up and I would go, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to pinch you. So I pinch her and she's like, oh my gosh, ow, that really freaking hurts. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's the pain that you just inflicted on another person. So Imagine if she had done that to you, how would you feel? And she's like, well, that would, I would cry. That would really hurt, right? So now we're, it's a little different because they're kids. <laughs> this is like the worst example. I don't think I'm doing a great job. Um, and of course that can only be taken so far. You know, you can't like physically put somebody through everybody's experience, but in the situations where I can with my kids, I, I do, um, it's far and few between. Trust me, it's not like it happens all the time. But I really try to just talk it out with them. And, um, you know, maybe she has been pinched before and she knows what that feels like, right? So either way, even if she didn't and I didn't do that, I could just compare it to something else, right? Like, okay, you know how when you get a shot, it hurts really bad, right, when it happens? Yeah, that's what that feels like to her, right? So you can draw comparisons. That can be a way to do the role reversal. And you can also like put somebody in somebody else's shoes and just have them walk through what that experience would feel like if that happened to them. Ask them how they might respond or ask them if they understand now why that person maybe responds, responded in the way they did. And sometimes I will put it into context. Hey, she's younger than you and she can't articulate yet that when she says she doesn't want you to be her sister, she might mean that she just doesn't want to be around you right now. She doesn't want to be near you because you've hurt her. 
That could be what she meant. Again, we're speculating, not assuming. I'm not saying that that's what she meant. I'm saying that could be what she meant, right? Um, and that she could have cried because it hurt, or she could have cried because it scared her. She could have cried because her sister did that to her, right? So it just gets you thinking from the other angle, and it can help, again, just build that understanding. And that's what we're going for is building that understanding. Because when we don't have that understanding, like in that situation, it might be like, well, why are you crying? I didn't pinch you that hard, right? But you don't know the other person's pain tolerance, right? You think you didn't do it hard, but you're not putting yourself in their shoes. That could have been crazy hard for them because nobody's ever pinched them that hard in their life, right? So you can get defensive or you can like not be able to connect with that person because of that lack of empathy. Um, and not saying every situation is going to be like that, you know, but it's, there's only so many examples I can give. Um, and I'm doing my best here. So what we're doing is we're building, we're not just building, we're broadening our sense of understanding, you know, where, when you're empathizing with somebody, you really are trying to learn about their experience and you're really trying to listen to it and then, you know, see what kind of support you can offer them in that moment. Again, without having to meet them at their level, right? I don't have to then, if like, like my daughter, just cause she pinched her, she doesn't have to then go pinch herself, you know, or hurt herself to be like, well, here, I'll do it to myself too. And we'll both be in pain together. No, you can still empathize without having to put yourself through exactly the same thing. And I know that might sound contradictory to the example I gave where I did it. Uh, I would do it to her, but you get my point. Hopefully, gosh, this was a, this was all over the place. I thought I'd be more concise. I was not. Um, but hopefully this, you know, helps open you up to just thinking about empathy a bit more and how you can practice it, how you can present it, um, you know, and again, really knowing that nuance between speculation and assumption and hopefully it really helps you kind of get out of your own head about things and, and just start to play with why somebody else might be doing what they're doing or you know, how you can connect with them, even though it might feel like there's a wall there um, or anything like that. So hopefully you found this episode helpful. Uh, if you like this episode, please spread the support by sharing on social or telling a friend about it through your face, phone, snail mail, or carrier pigeon. You can also check out my books, services, and Patreon at www.simplyolly.com. Links are in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying simply awesome. I'll keep saying simply Ollie and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye.